This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. All right, welcome to a special episode. Uh, we're going to call it an evergreen episode of the Page of Stasi podcast. Uh, who's that mean? Actually gonna, evergreen? Evergreen is something that can be released at any time. But, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we can come up with a better name with it. That's just what they're called. It's not my name. It's like the tree. Yeah. yeah it's, but always, this... it's just always green. It's, it's always fresh always new content this is just something that has no date attached to it give me a better name steve well we watched a show from 2014 it's not that fresh oh it's fresh but if we're being honest all of our episodes are evergreen doesn't fucking matter when they come out does it no you're right (laughs) so this is a different type of evergreen content this is uh, a slight departure from our usual game recaps uh, we were put on to, I suppose, specifically Coach House. Um, I don't, oh, I didn't even write down his full name. Do you? What's H-O-U-S. Walt Houseman. Yeah. Yep. But when we talked to Matt Chatham in the uh, 2001 Super Bowl episode. This is the and, guy that was yelling at him at training camp, right? On the sidelines? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, but he was his um, he was his coach in in college, and um, he's from New Hampshire. Merrimack, Merrimack, New Hampshire. That's right. Represent. <clears throat> and so, uh, and apparently, he was on this TV show called Los Angeles Kiss. Actually, no the the TV show was called Fourth and Loud, and it was about yeah. the, the Los, Los Angeles Kiss. The Arena Football League. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, I mean, I don't know there's many of those out there, but the Arena Football League had back in, like Steve said, 2014, um, an expansion team that was partnered with um, Kiss, the, the rock band, if you can call them that. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we sure will. The bit inflammatory. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like your tone. That's fine. We can hash this out in a minute, but the yeah. Uh, yeah so this was a uh, was AMC apparently. Um, it was a documentary about this expansion team uh, for the AFL. So it's basically hard knocks, but Arena Football League, and also has the two dudes, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yeah, on AMC, which. Is not a sports network. We'll call it nope. that. Yeah, no, I, I would give you that. They, they don't even really strike me as a uh, as a documentary network. There's a lot of bleeping out of Coach House too. A lot of bleeping out of a lot of a lot of coaches. Pretty much every coach. There's three main ones on here. It was uh, Coach Bob. Uh, what was it? Dad Bob? Is that what they called him? Um, <laughs> he had a dad bod. <laughs> no, but one of the guys who would play for my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy Bob. Uh, so Bob McMillan was the head coach. And he reminded me of somebody, but I could never, I couldn't put it 
together who it was. So if it he looks like my friend Colt, and I texted my friend and sold him that, and I ended up offending him. <laughs> I mean, the guy he's not a small man. He's not. He's not huge, but he's not slender. Oh, it's their goatee. They're, they had like the same looking little goatee there. Oh uh, yeah, that'll do it. So, but his his assistant head coach was uh, Coach House, Walt Houseman, who we who we just mentioned. Um, and they have their player personnel guy, the Ernie Adams of the AFL. I've written down his name is Scott Bailey. He's just always packing the fattest lip. Yeah, yeah he was just, just full moons. Just constantly, yeah. So, and then it it, it just follows. So the uh, a little bit of backstory. I think the the three coaches had had worked together a lot before, and Coach Bob was uh, brought in because he had never had a losing season. He played for a ton of years as a fullback in the AFL, never had a losing season, won a bunch of. Um, championships and then became a coach still never had any losing seasons and then so that's why they picked him up because they wanted to bring um what were they what they keep saying about la and how they wanted to championship to la or something yeah want to bring the loud fourth and loud (laughs) the fourth and loud so yeah talk to me about because, Greg, you were the one that kind of pushed for this. So I, I want to know your thoughts first and foremost. Yeah, so Chatham brought it up when we were interviewing him, and I Googled it because I was like, I didn't know there was a arena team based off KISS. And, like, obviously, you know, KISS is ridiculous. And then they're, you looked at their jerseys, and they're just the most obnoxious thing you could ever imagine. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to watch this show. And then I watched all 10 episodes in about two days. <laughs> and I can't tell if I loved it or hated it. Yeah. But I but I watched them all. So I clearly <laughs> got something out of it. So I, I think, uh, can you describe the uniforms to our listeners? Because I, I, I'm not sure us... I don't know if we can portray it well enough. People, we might have to I got it. I got a good apt comparison. You take like a four or five year old who loves monster trucks and you say, design me some NFL uniforms. And he goes, all right. So, and the best part about that is I agree with you completely, but this was uh, Paul Stanley's, like he was very involved with the making of the uniforms and the helmets. Yes. Yes. As, as kiss does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are basically from the, the shoulder pads up is all flames. They have flames on the shoulders going backwards. And then literally the front of the face mask up almost like a hot rod. Like if you can picture like the front of a hot rod and the flames going back, it's like that, but for the football helmet. Yeah. Uh, including yeah, the, the flame, visors. Yeah. The flame visor is pretty sweet. I got it. That was okay. I could admit that was legit. But if they didn't, it just looked like, uh, their face masks were multicolored. It would have been awesome if they'd had like matte black helmets, you know, like some matte in there would have been, they were just like chrome and everything as well. Oh yeah. yeah Flames and chrome. And it's yeah. almost too much. It was very, almost, it was almost too much. Dude, <laughs> this is, that's their thing though, right? Like if I went to a kiss 
AFL game and there were like classy uniforms, I'd be like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, like an understated all black or something. Yeah, their shtick is like, well, let's be as gaudy and tacky and over the top as possible, I think. Yeah, I think they pulled it off. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, so the interesting thing about the show, it's like, it's kind of like Hard Knocks where it's like following a team but then they had the whole like front office aspect to it. So there's like these two dudes that run the team, Brett and Skyler. Oh, <laughs> that guy. Can you spell Skyler for me? S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. Yeah. This fucking guy, dude. I, oh. Both of them. Brett, I can't fucking stand either. He's a weasel. Oh, weasel. Yeah, that's a Brett. Oh, you're actually fucking, you want to do it now? Well, let, well, let's set them up because then, so there's those two right. guys running the team, and then there's uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from Kiss. They're yeah, like those, the, the, the Brett and Skyler are what they were calling co-owners. I'm not quite sure what the partnership was. They didn't really explain the partnership between them and Kiss. Right. So Brett Kiss definitely put up money. You could tell that he had a fair amount of money involved in this. Mm-hmm. Right. So it sounded like Kiss was like the creative direction of the team and those two guys were like operations and then you had the coaching staff which is bob coach house and scott and scott and those are like the main players yeah and the dynamic the dynamic between them was electric (laughs) yes so so quick poll uh were you guys uh uh were you guys team douchebag or you team coach what? No bias in this poll, though. Why you didn't That's think uh, you didn't think Bob was a douchebag? No, I didn't mind. No, Bob. I fucking loved him. Really? The coach, the head go coach, bad for his guys, regardless. It was a hundred percent. Yeah, and he took all the blame too. Took a hundred percent of the blame, regardless of whose fault it was. And they had what an eight-game losing streak or something ridiculous. Yeah, it got bad at the end. They went like three and. 15 they, or some shit like that. started off two and one and then ended up three and 15. So you can figure out the numbers from there. Snake, snake bitten. Yeah. That's, I don't know if you got to that episode, Andy. I, uh, yeah. uh, I don't remember which one that was. Let's see. Did I get the snake bitten? They got hit with the venom. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there, this is their inaugural season, and I, I, I don't know if this is true, but on on the surface, it looks like they're dumping more into this than any other team in that league, right? So they yeah. go out and they snag the coach of the year from whatever previous year. Yeah, they they bring in uh, Colt Brennan of yeah University of Hawaii fame for mm-hmm. their quarterback. Yep. They're, they have this huge budget, which they're saying was like double anybody else in the league just for uh, like entertainment purposes. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, everyone's like, we're, we're doing this. Like the coaches are going into the year promising we're going to win the, the championship, the arena bowl. <laughs> and, and not to give a spoiler, I can't imagine anybody's actually going to watch this whole thing. But <laughs> they basically, they start out decently well and then just dive bomb 
for like yeah. eight episodes of the season and just watching these people self-destruct in front of your eyes is <laughs> was was so entertaining. It they really like, doubled up too in arena football, like eighty to forty. Oh yeah, yeah. The scores were outrageous, like sixty-three to twelve, and then some of these things. It was ridiculous. Which Again, I think, like, okay, I've yeah, we've been to a couple of uh, of arena football games, and it's usually pretty high scoring. Like to see both scores in the fifties is not uncommon, but to see a, a team scoring twelve points is, I think, less common. Might as well be a shutout. Right. Yeah. But. But like, yeah, what the fuck were they expecting? They're trying to like start a new arena football team. There's not enough talent for like three arena football teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that, yeah. Was, that was the interesting part is like the finding people to actually play on these teams is like way harder than I thought it would be. They did two open tryouts. One of them during the middle of the season. Just to the public. Yeah. Just fucking show up. And if you can play, we'll. How much did how much are these guys getting paid? Oh, oh they God. said it. It was like uh isn't it like a max salary or something like that? It's like eight hundred bucks a week or something. I think it's something like that. So also I just realized that it doesn't even exist anymore. Did you know that? Yeah, it like folded. Oh yeah, it shut down. Years, Not too no, long it's, ago. It's it folded like in November. Oh, the, of this year? Like, Arena Football League did? Yeah, 2019. They filed for bankruptcy. Oh, oh but they, yeah, they had um, a second division, which is what was the one in Manchester here that we went to. Manchester, was it Wolves? You, you almost bought season tickets. You fucking tell me. I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. The Manchester Wolves. <laughs> Why would you buy season tickets to the Manchester Wolves? Because you could sit up front, man. Uh, any ball that goes into the stands, you get to keep. And how expensive were Manchester Wolves season tickets? Like yeah, hundred. but it's not about the money, Eddie. It's about <laughs> taking time out of your day, like weekly, to go to an arena football game. All right, so answer me this. Now, right now, just to get a ball. How much would you pay right now to go watch an arena football game? I would go to one game. I would go to one game. I'd be like, yeah, saw what I needed to see. <laughs> Yeah, they uh but that that was and that was division two what if arena football had like the talent level of the nfl though then i think would be awesome well tell that to kurt warner there you go true but it's like it's so fast and like yeah it was kind of it was kind of exciting might have just been the tricks of the camera but they made it look kind of cool well it's like it's a hockey size because they play them in hockey stadiums, you could tell. Oh, yeah. yeah so you just take football field. and you kind of condense it down in there and just speed everything up. Yeah, it's 50 yards and it's like half as wide. So it's real narrow, real short. And the field goals are nine feet apart instead of the, the full width. I would think they should have left up the hockey boards, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Dude, so many people getting hurt. Well, the, instead, they're just flipping over them into the fans. <laughs> it's just, better, though. That's so much better. That's how you get season tickets. <laughs> so I looked it up. Actually, LA Kiss did 
sell the most season tickets in the AFL that year. That makes sense. They were the because- only team that averaged 10,000 fans in attendance for all their home games, despite going so terrible. I bet they still lost money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, all the other teams they were playing were like from cities, like just second rate cities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which team were the Barnstormers? I don't even know. It was Iowa. Yeah. I Probably like there. Sioux Falls. That's who. That's where Kurt played. That's right. Yeah, you play for the Barnstormers. Yeah. So you want to talk about the uh, roster? Yes, I think we players. Should. I think we should probably start with the quarterback because that was the most interesting situation. Cole. So, uh, do, yeah. Cole, do you remember Cole Brennan? Yeah, he was an absolute stud in Hawaii. Yeah. I'm he's going to skid. In three years, he threw for fourteen thousand yards. Yeah, he's, he's the ninth most yards ever. And 131 touchdowns. He threw 58 touchdowns in 2006. Yeah, he basically has like the second best touchdowns per game average for anybody that threw over 100 touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Like 58 touchdowns in one season. Yeah, you know who the only person that has a better, had more on average? Kurt Warner. Tim Rattay. That obviously translates, doesn't it? And the most overall touchdowns, Case yeah. Keenum. Really? Gunslinger. All right, most touchdowns in a season? Uh, overall. No, I'm talking, do you know oh. who? Uh, will we know him? You would. It just happened this year. This year. Joe Burrow. Through 60 touchdowns, Joe Burrow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Two more than second place Colt Brennan. <laughs> oh, man. You, you, want, you want to hear just the top 10 list of these? <laughs> Joe Burrow, Colt Brennan, David Klingler, BJ Simmons, oh, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Dwayne Haskin, Derek Carr, Sam Bradford, Brandon Doughty in 2014, Western oh, Anthony Gordon. Oh, and Brandon Doughty again. And then Case Keenum. Yeah, not a, yeah, that's not a <laughs> who's who in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury's on this list, though. 45. Yeah, it's basically just that. Texas Tech. Yeah, it's basically Texas, Texas Tech <laughs> offense. <laughs> no, let's see. One, two, three, four, Texas Tech. In the top 25. Damn. Oh, Patrick. I'm slacking, Tech. yeah. Yeah, he's on here, too. Jesus. This is a list. Oh, Gino so I missed the episode where they, they got rid of their first guy, their first quarterback. So the Colt? reason, yeah, Colt McCoy. Not Colt. Uh, Colt Brennan. Colt McCoy, Jesus. But the reason he couldn't play was because he suffered a car accident and had, and it was such a bad car accident that he had brain damage. Uh, where he, the way he explained it was something like he had a scar on his brain, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And it makes him do like impetuous and things like that. So uh, he basically, like, he was their ace in the hole 
and he couldn't pass his physical because they said if he played, he might die. So, so he never plays a snap. No. Well, he did. He played like three snaps in uh, in the first practice, and then got yelled at for not being able to, like, not being allowed to do that. The action never played again. Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that at all. I wouldn't. It's not great. Wow. Um. So that left. Greg, who are the uh, the other two quarterbacks? JJ, JJ Ratterink. He's Ratterink. He's the only one on the roster, and they're like, "All right, we got to go with Ratterink." Yeah, which I think they traded like, uh, their first overall pick in the expansion draft for him. Really? Yeah. He's my dude. I love JJ. Yeah, I, I figured you would. He's a Arena Football League veteran. I would oh, say, who, who's his NFL comp? Mm. Jeff Garcia. <laughs> okay. Nailed, nailed it. <laughs> he is Jeff Garcia. I don't uh, know if Jeff Garcia runs pass routes, though. That's true. That's true. But he's like a crafty looking, probably undersized white guy that can kind of run a little bit. Veteran Brian Hoyer. No, we're gonna stick with Jeff Garcia. I think Jeff Garcia has too much talent, though. Jeff Garcia didn't. <laughs> like never Brian Hoyer has Jeff too much talent. You clearly haven't seen enough of JJ Ratterink. <laughs> oh, I think I have though. <laughs> so I missed the episode why they got rid of him though. Um, and he wins them two he games. Couldn't and stop throwing interceptions. Four. Yeah. Well, they yeah. they couldn't protect him. Yeah, they couldn't protect him, and he even when they did, he couldn't make the right decisions. This the problem with these guys is that they were they came in with unreasonable expectations, very much so, and then it they weren't immediately winning. And everybody panicked, except for the two fucking dudes from Kiss who knew nothing about football. <laughs> everybody else is losing their shit. All these like arena football veterans are all like, "What do we fucking do?" They, dude, that's the, the reason I didn't like the coach is because every game you just come in screaming his tits off at the players. Oh, yeah. even, even the games they were winning, he was screaming. I was like, "Dude, if you're just screaming all the time, people are just gonna turn off," you know. So they just start like cutting people left and right, making desperation trades. But I think that was uh, Rhett Bushy's fault. I think he started meddling and he started like making calls to these other players and like forcing them to hold open tryouts and all this shit. Oh, yeah. I I think he exacerbated the whole thing. Oh, he he was the worst. He's fucking trying to make trades at halftime. Yeah, he's he's trying to calling. Yeah, he's calling people to get them out of retirement. Who's that quarterback that you want to get out of retirement? He, he's basically, I wrote down, he's the poor, he's a poor version of Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah, and he, his face just makes him look like such a weasel. He's definitely got a very punchable face. Yeah. He's got the handlebar mustache. The yeah, the Fu Manchu. Yeah. yeah. 
Like that was just his style. It wasn't ironic at all. With like the Fu Manchu that was his haircut too, where his forehead started at the top (laughs) of his head. And then for some reason he kept all the hair like behind it. And it kind of just like, it was like super light and flowy. It was kind of like, like flowed out backwards as if he had just come like off a motorcycle. But I don't think he (laughs) definitely didn't drive a motorcycle. He's the CEO. He probably of does. Solar He's got a Harley parked in the garage. He just doesn't ride it that often. No, you know, he has one. He just never rides it. Yeah. But he's the, I looked him up. He's the CEO of a, a solar energy company called Freedom Forever. And I think he used to be like, um, oh, just like, you know, one of those um, like uh, finance guys. What do they call those? Those um, venture capitalist kind of guys. Yeah, so angel investors. Money. Yeah, so I think that's how he made his money. And so I found this um, interview with him. I don't even know who it's with. I don't know if he just like interviewed himself. But it's just like your typical awful bullshit. So here is him talking about uh, on the importance of company culture. We're focused on creating an incredible culture. And I know everybody says that. But then actually executing on that vision is different. If you came to our office, you would understand. We have a 34,000 square foot, square feet in our corporate headquarters in Temecula, California. We have a big 6,000 square foot room that we call the fun room, which has an arcade of 60 different actual old retro video games. We have a ping pong table. We have foosball. We have shuffleboard. Looks like Dave and Buster's without the bar. The reality of today's economy is that when you take out the sleep, that you're doing at home. A lot of people and your senior people are at work more than their home now. It's really important for me, for our employees to have a great life work balance, but when they're there, to make sure it's a great experience and they can have fun. Where was that shit for the kiss? Right? He's the worst like people manager I've ever seen. It's, it's gone. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm leaning towards firing you. <laughs> and he's like, well, just fire me then. It's like, yeah. no, I'm telling you that I'm thinking I'm going to fire you next week. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta, so oh, yeah, that'll hard. make me work real hard. Yeah. And the coach comes in, like, I just want to make it clear I want to have full control of football. Brett's like, yep, yep, get it. Three weeks into the year, he's already like trying to trade the fucking quarterback. I was like, dude, yeah. what happened to letting him have control of the team? Oh, That's probably a good spring. We'll say bringing that. I again, I missed how they got the the even older quarterback. Well, that's what happened. It was this guy went and literally called the guy up at halftime, being like, "Hey, we need you to come out of retirement. Would you do?" He this? was in retirement. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he was this like, guy he was, is he quarterback in, slash offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, he came into the league the same year that the coach Bob did. Like the oh. their rookie years, the same year, and he's like. He's like a legend of the game. Yeah. Yeah. He set like a whole bunch of passing records and has like a whole bunch of championships. And he calls his own plays. He doesn't, he doesn't need like an offensive coordinator because he is the offensive coordinator. He just calls them on the, on the, the field. Yeah. Yeah. He's, unless he's he gets, unless he gets hurt. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> hurts his, he gets hurts. hurt the first game. <laughs> unless he hurts his ribs yeah. and, uh, and then he can't speak because his ribs hurt. Yeah, he can't breathe. Uh, so he can't even call plays from the sidelines. So then you just have no it's plays. Like the backup in who, who <laughs> doesn't know what to call, and the, and the coach no longer knows what the plays are. Because <laughs> the coach just says, just call whatever you like. 
Call your own place. To the backup quarterback. <laughs> He's like, all right, I like uh, pick six. <laughs> Which is exactly he, what he throws in his first He immediately half. throws an interception. Yeah. It's shocking, that, isn't it? Oh. It was just it was the worst run organization I've ever seen. But I, I think, like, from the beginning when they they had the first meeting with the coaches and Brett uh, they, they call him Brett Bushy, but his last name is spelled B-O-U-C-H-Y. So the fact it doesn't rhyme with douchey, just tweet. <laughs> so we're going to call him Brett Bushy from now on. Um, but in his first meeting with the coaches, he floated the idea of making the players wear kiss makeup during the game. Yes. What's funny is I said that like five minutes before he did. I was like, wouldn't it be ridiculous if they made him wear the makeup? And then and the look fucking... on the coach's face. <laughs> Even Kiss was like, that's fucking tacky shit. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to get at too. Is those I really liked Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. I couldn't stay they were. I thought they were insufferable. Here's uh here's what? something you like them even more. They fired Brett. And Skyler after this. Oh, nice. This is their only year. They brought in a different guy to lead the team. Good. That makes me like him slightly more. (laughs) Why do you dislike them, Andy? Uh, I just thought they were fucking, uh, they were insufferable. Their whole, uh, I don't know, just everything that they did rubbed me the wrong way. That's not giving me many examples. (laughs) Well, how about the fact that all they could um, talk about was how the fact that they had been together for 40 years. Um, but then halfway through one of the episodes, they're talking about replacing everybody. And they're like, oh, well, you know, when we had to, because all the coaches like were sticking together, they basically said, like, if you fire one of us, you fire all of us. Because they, they were trying to fire the Scott Bailey, the, the player personnel guy. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, well, you know, sometimes you... Uh, you have to do what it takes to, to be famous. And our record label, when we first started, said you have to get rid of this one guy. And so we said, yeah, fuck it. That's fine. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, I kind of respect it. Yeah, I yeah. feel that they were they were like RKK-esque, you know? Involved, yeah. but not overly involved. Cared about the brand and the way it's being stewarded, but let them do their jobs. Yeah, they didn't. They were like, they were... Uh, Completely honest about not knowing much about football, and they didn't try and meddle in the football things. They'd even ask, like, do you think we need to address a quarterback? You know? They contributed where they could, like, with all the promoting and Mm -hmm. leveraging the KISS brand and all that. Yeah, I loved them. I don't know. It felt to me like they were just in it to promote KISS and not, like, a football team. Well, yeah. I I mean, that's Yeah. It's like it's this whole thing is just like over the topness and like that's they're they're not actually good musicians. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we're just taking <laughs> shots left and right here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I hope no kiss fans listen to this because they're not gonna be happy. I mean well, I I'm not saying they're like bad, but they're not like epically good, right? Well, you want to get into this? Let's do you want to go down and talk kiss a little bit? You do, on. Greg, clearly. Yeah, yes. well, I I mean, I knew nothing about Kiss going into this. Uh, everybody knows the stupid face paint shit. Yeah, which again is part of their brand and why they're good branding. Yeah, fair. But they're, a, I mean, there's they're a, a really successful band, regardless of if you like the music or not. 
They've sold a fuckload of albums, like 75 million albums. They have the most gold records of anybody ever, I guess. Because they just were pumping out studio albums. They have like 30 plus studio albums. <laughs> and then the other aspect is, gold. <laughs> is that like, people say they have like the most money made off merchandise, probably other more so than any other band ever. So that's been part of their thing forever has been like, yeah, let's merch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think they're a, a great marketing and branding and like business people. Like, I don't think they're like a, a particularly epic musicians though. No, but I don't know if they ever like sold themselves as that. Right. I think they no. were like, yeah, we put on they're a great live show. Yep. Yeah. We market well. And to be fair, like that was kind of the feeling I got is that they were way more savvy businessmen than I had anticipated. And it would well, make sense for how they it. brand their band. Yeah. I don't really think about this until this, I watched this where they were like, yeah. And like, we've sent people home from the band. We like kicked them out of the band. And when you have that face paint, it doesn't like, it's the paint, not the people. So you can kick someone out the band and no one's even going to know. Cause you paint the next guy like a cat. Dude, the cat guy, what a, we sh- got the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> like they all, he's like, do they get to like pick their own though? Cause that may have just been his own fault though. Right. Like, oh, I always wanted to be a cat. I'm a lizard. Next 40 fucking years. Oh, man. Wish I hadn't picked a cat. The cat. He's got fucking whiskers, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so stupid. But I looked at, I like, I went down a rabbit hole of all the ridiculous, like, kiss merchandise you can get. And some of it's pretty fucking. He had it in his house. They had dinner at Gene Simmons' house with a whole team. Yeah. yeah. And they had like that's probably the very tippy tip tip of the iceberg bow. Maybe. Yeah, it looked like he had a story. Oh, yeah. So the so one thing they had on Wikipedia was between 1977 and 1979, they sold a hundred million dollars worth of merchandise. Good God. It's a lot for back then, too. Yeah. For yeah. what three years? So a couple, a couple of things that that jumped out. One was they did a comic book with Marvel where each of the band members uh, had blood drawn and then they put it in the ink that was used for the comic book. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's genius. It's, it isn't, but okay. <laughs> See, yes, that's art. <laughs> and another thing is the kiss casket. Yeah. So yeah. caskets, yeah. Caskets spelled with a K. So exactly what you think. It's what people get buried in. And like, I was just like scrolling Google images and I was like, oh my God, a casket. And I was like, I wonder if this is something you can actually buy. And not only is it something you can buy, but it it has its own fucking Wikipedia page, just the casket. <laughs> oh, it does. Uh, there's there's too many K's in Kiss Casket. Yeah, they're one K away from it being problematic. Uh, if, it, if it's Kiss Casket, there's three in there. You spell Casket with two K's, bud. <laughs> but you don't capitalize the sec- the third one. Well, it depends but on who you are. Dimebag, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. Oh, yeah. He yep. was buried in a Kiss Casket. <laughs> 
Vinnie have you Paul, guys apparently. have you guys heard well. the story about how Dimebag died? Oh man, that is the most metal death <laughs> in the history of heavy metal music. This is where my rabbit hole ended up. Is he's playing a show with his other band at some like so, nightclub so, in Ohio. I step back. He used to be the lead guitarist for Pantera. Yes, like, Pantera. The yep. biggest band in metal, really. Yeah. Like super talented guitarist. Yeah, he was like they they were like the heavier version of Metallica. Mm-hmm. So if, if you liked, if you wanted something more metal than Metallica, you go Pantera usually. And I never really listened to Pantera, but because I went down this rabbit hole, I started checking them out, and they are so kick ass. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. It's like true headbanger music. Yeah, but uh, uh, it, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah. So they're so they're he's playing at a, a nightclub in Ohio, and a deranged fan rushes the stage with a nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol, mm-hmm. shoots dime bag. Uh, the the head of security tackles him, shoots shoots the head of security, shoots a fan, <laughs> shoots like an employee of the venue. He, it's a quadruple homicide, and yeah, then. Uh, a police officer shows up and kills him with a 12 gauge shotgun to the head. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Just so fucking metal, man. Yeah. So he literally died. And, and the, apparently the guy shot him because he didn't like the fact that Dimebag had left Pantera and was now with his new band, um, Damage Man. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so that's why he shot him. But that's how he died, was playing metal on a stage at some nightclub in Ohio. It doesn't get any more metal than that. Yeah. The police officer, James Niggemeyer. <laughs> Got to be careful with that one. James Niggemeyer, oh yeah. No, Niggy. It's <laughs> <odd stuff. laughs> Okay. You watch your mouth, Andy. How dare you? N-I-G-G-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Yeah. It all hinges on that middle E there. That's true. You gotta get the eh in there. Yeah, you really want it to be a a hardy, not a softy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Man. Um, Well, this has been a rabbit hole, hasn't it? (laughs) Did your rabbit hole lead you to the most ridiculous kiss item? Uh, That wasn't it. Please, do explain. Way more ridiculous. I guess it's kind of like the circle of life with the kiss condoms. Oh, yeah. I read about them. I didn't see them, though. Uh, also, condoms with a K. Yep. And it's like Gene Simmons's face on it, but his tongue is like half the condom. Oh, man. <laughs> How about this? Oh, I got an idea. If they haven't branded it, the kiss carpet with a K and just like carpet with a K. <laughs> a, yeah. huge, a huge like your whole house carpet which is like pictures of gene simmons and his tongue sticking out oh my gosh <laughs> can you imagine now we're getting somewhere i don't know that we are Ooh, ooh, the kiss catheter <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're working with something we're back into my industry here yeah i was gonna say i knew working in that industry <laughs> Hey, I'll hold yep. me on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would that look like, Greg? Well, I mean, it, you'd have a tough time getting it through the FDA. 
but <laughs> but the the marketing would be easy. I, I would agree. Yeah. Well, what what part of the catheter would be painted as the tongue? I wonder. Oh, obviously the catheter body, and then you have the extension lines be some like his eyes or face, you know. So it looks like he's <laughs> sticking his tongue into wherever you're inserting that catheter. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, not where I thought this was headed, but all right. Yeah, I'll bring it to my CEO. See what he thinks. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> where were we? Oh, so you want to? You want? So do you want to hear about uh, Kelly, my wife, crying during the show? Oh yeah. Can you guess what point she cried at? Uh, when BJ made the team. When BJ made the team. I looked over and Kelly was weeping on the couch. I started Ooh. missing up a little bit, not gonna lie. Did were you? No. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Just not to backtrack, but to backtrack. There's a Gene Simmons toilet paper holder where it looks like the roll of toilet paper is coming out of his mouth as his tongue. Ooh. Red toilet paper? I guess if you got red toilet paper, you could. This is just using a picture of white toilet paper. Apparently, it was big in Japan. It just does feel like a very Japanese. Yeah. There is red toilet paper. Well, how do you know? How do you know if you're shitting out blood, though? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's why they made it white. Oh, fuck me. Oh, good lord. All right, back to BJ. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about the uh, the roster, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. The Bell Brothers. <laughs> it feels like such a long time ago. So BJ and Bo Bell. Yeah. The Bash Brothers in the middle of that, the heart of that defense. Yeah, so who, it was Bo that was like the actual quality. He was a linebacker. Yeah. Was He's like a the linchpin pro baller. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, dude, no one wants to play arena football. My brother like played in, you know, when he was 13. Should he try out? It's like, no, we, we play, played together in high school because his mom wanted it's them to play school. together again. Yeah. And she didn't care. Like, <laughs> she was less enthused than I thought she would be. Exactly. They were like, they were trying to play that storyline because it's AMC. And they're like, the two brothers, will they end up on the team together? Yeah. And like their mom would be so proud and she just clearly didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you like, how much fun. Do you think like the producers had any say in it as well? Like you have to keep Bo so we have a storyline? For sure. Oh, yeah. Or- Which makes the jobs, the coach's job even harder. Now like you have these two fucks with no idea what the hell they're doing as your bosses. You have this AMC being like, you need to keep this guy who sucks at the game so we can have a storyline. Yeah, but you knew that going in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably getting paid. For sure. (laughs) So, BJ, they, and this is a problem I have with all these shows. Like, Kelly watches a decent amount of them where it's these reality shows where they chop them up Mm. and they like, they're clearly like have a a storyline that isn't necessarily a storyline. 
but the way they edit the footage, you can tell when they, they'll do it a lot where they have like someone will say something and then they'll like pull a reaction from a different angle that you can tell isn't actually a reaction to what the person was saying. Yeah. And then just slot it in there and like put like, ooh, silence and cricket noises in the right. <laughs> in the audio. So it makes it look like they like didn't react well to it, but it's bullshit. Right. Oh, there's Go even ahead. a reality show about the producers of reality shows now. Wait, good. I, yeah, I'd be interested in that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that? it's reality. It's like a fake show about the producers of a fake reality show. Oh. <laughs> it's even better, where it's like where they're like manipulating all the people to try and generate storylines. Yeah, okay. Even the even the football scenes, I don't even mind it that much when it's like, you know, whatever TV show. But the football things were driving me crazy because I couldn't keep track of what the scores of the games were. Oh yeah, that was driving me nuts. Uh, put, that guy cutting was, to like clips of like a ball floating through the air. I'm like, oh, the ball floating through the air clip. <laughs> and it was the same clip over and over again. Like <laughs> every time it was a deep ball, like in the, the like they show a play and the quarterback throw a deep ball, and then they cut to this clip of this this ball flowing through the air. It's like in an empty yeah, stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they they clearly were like, yo, go out, go out to the stadium and just get a clip of a ball thrown through the air. So a guy just threw a ball in the air and they shot it. Like, or a ball hitting the netting for like yeah. every every kick. Oh, that was driving me crazy. There's also the, like the quote unquote play by play announcer that was yeah. really just like setting up a script. Yep. Because <laughs> he'd say things that like no play by play announcer would ever say. Yeah. And the audio just didn't like make sense. Like you hear uh, audio from a game and you can tell like it's live. But this guy's clearly just like reading over the whatever they had, you know, the highlights. Yeah, it's hundred percent recorded after the fact. And like, where was his commentator or his color guy? Yep, mm-hmm. it was just one, which made it awkward. And he was I mean, clearly I, just advancing the. Honestly, script. I I would I would imagine that uh, AFL games probably only had one guy doing the radio and not a team of two. <laughs> yeah, I think it wasn't J- this guy. Even if they did, I think JJ would be great in the booth. Put him him and Colt Brennan together. Rattering. <laughs> <laughs> Colt, Colt wasn't there all the way, right? No. Okay. No, yeah, he definitely had some stuff going on. I felt pretty bad for him, actually. Yeah, I know. Me too. He definitely broke down when they told him, like, he'd probably never play football again. You could tell that blindsided the shit out of him. That was oh, definitely yeah. real. Yeah, I felt bad for him. And that's the thing. Some of these shows, like, if they if they had real moments like that, it'd be, like, authentic and compelling television. But yeah. for some reason, they feel the need to, like manufacture it you know that's the word yeah yeah it wasn't wasn't great but also not great was uh i'm looking up uh jj Rattering's um stats on the season in 2014 when he played for los angeles spoiler alert he only played for them for one year um so the two years before in 2012 he threw four 93 touchdowns and 10 interceptions pretty good that's what i'm saying this year he threw 38 touchdowns still pretty good 19 interceptions well, what about the other team he played for when they traded him uh 22 touchdowns one interception boom what's the problem here Ooh. uh offensive line <laughs> coaching offensive line turnover it's fucking it's fucking scott's fault 
Dude, he went to go play arena football in China. Whoa. <laughs> that, I, in China? What? The China uh, Arena Football League. Imagine how wild that is. He was drafted in the 12th round by them in the 16th draft. <laughs> Whoa. And he went 82-144, 1,100 yards, 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Coach Bob, his record. Let's 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 uh let's see the other side of this. Um, he was with Chicago for three years before coming to LA, and he finished thirty three and twenty one, for a six eleven win percentage, and um, went one and two in the playoffs. Lost in the conference championship and the conference semifinals. It's huh, not that good. So, pretty good. thirteen and five, and then ten and eight, two seasons in a row. Pretty good. But not great. Can Isn't we talk? O- can we talk about Skyler? Because I don't think we've hated on him enough yet. No, definitely not. All right. All right. Yes. You mean Schuyler? Just the the fact that your name is Skyler isn't bad enough. How do you spell it again? S C H U Y L E R. You, you can't get Skylar out of that. I'm sorry. S-C-H is like how you spell school. So it's Schuyler, not Skylar. Why, you call it Schuyl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, what do you call it? <laughs> no, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> but it's still a dickhead way to sell it. Just spell it like everybody else spells it. Hate that shit. So hang on. So I, I just want the listeners to paint a picture of what they think in this Skylar looks like. Yeah. And I guarantee Pic- you're fucking dead yeah. on. <laughs> Picture him in your, in your head. Skylo, Skyler Hoverston. Yeah. <laughs> so just and, picture. And you've got it. I guarantee yeah. the dire- like He's like the director of entertainment for a KISS-affiliated arena football league team. Just <laughs> yeah, He wasn't even director. He's like VP or he's a he's co-owner. Right? But essentially he's, his function was, right? He was like he's he president. Was, he didn't do shit. No. <laughs> and he's like the worst, like, you know, those people in like corporate life where they're just like, depending on the audience, they're different, you know, where he was like kissing ass and deferring to anyone like above him, like a yes man. And then the people below him, he'd be like a tough guy. Like those are the worst people. All right. Do you want to hear his Instagram bio? Yep. Oh, do I? <laughs> Tech exec, investor, traveler, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Live the way you imagined or better. What a fucking asshole. Glass of him holding a wine. Glass of him on a carpet. Glass of him in, or him in front of a private jet. Him in Aspen. Him with skis on his back. Him looking wistfully into a camera at a bar. Him with a golden retriever. His golden retriever with ski goggles. Him holding a, a knee board saying Mexico is the shit shirt on. <laughs> Him on a motorcycle not moving, looking badass like he owns his Harley. <laughs> oh my God. And the thing about this guy, right, is he's like, if, if he's like a kind of like a classically good looking person, right? He's Swedish. Yeah. He's got like, 
a flowy jawline, long flowing blonde hair, you know, dresses really nice, but he's so ugly on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) did you get that feeling where you just look at him and you're like, God, that guy's hideous. He's just a shell of a man. Yeah. There's just nothing inside. And like every mannerism, like made you cringe. It would, yeah. And every single time he would have the exact same outfit on, but every single piece was, was a different one. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was the, the pop collar with, mm-hmm. the, with the vest on for some reason. Yeah. But it was always a different collared shirt and a different colored vest. So he, like, that's what his closet is, is that. And probably like dark designer jeans. Yeah. This guy just screams LA, you know? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he. Uh, my my question is, I just want to know what his dad did to to be rich so that he could oh, be yeah. this kind of guy. Well, until January, he was the president of music. All music at Dynasty Sports and Entertainment. <laughs> oh, okay. That one is like that. Did you guys see the episode where he brought in like? Wait, 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 wait. He has one, two, three, four five other jobs or he's until present <laughs> what does he do with himself he's got five jobs he just ended his one in january wait there's a there's a hockey player with the exact same name he does look kind of like a hockey player with that flow and all that like he played in two games in the nahl for the springfield junior blues Back in 2000. I don't know if that's the same guy, but how many? No, it can't be him. Schoiler, Homersteins are there. Yeah, like he, he definitely didn't build his own wealth, did he? Like, that's the feeling I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't come off as a very savvy business person. No. Did you see the episode where he brought in the expert guy, the ex- entertainment expert? Yeah. yeah. For for the home opener. And then yeah. the guy just like didn't fucking show up for anything. Yeah. And so the kiss, the, like the guy who kiss usually has do that sort of stuff, like had to take it all over the last minute. And they were doing like the intros to the players and they had like, you know, flames on the field, like strobe yeah. lighting. And they were going to drop them in this like cage looking thing from the Yeah, from rafters. the ceiling. Yeah, which is badass, objective. Which is, yeah, I know, it's sweet. But then JJ missed the the bus. There's supposed to be the four captains on the the actual platform that dropped from the ceiling, but it dropped before everybody could get there. So there's only two of the guys made it onto the the platform before it dropped. And then then the other two had to take the elevator down to the field. Had to walk all the way back down. There was a a moment in there that made me love JJ. He goes to the other guys, well, you know, maybe next game. (laughs) 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 That was a laugh out loud moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I caught it again. fantastic they had like just to paint a picture they had like halftime shows where dudes would you know they'd set up ramps for dirt bike guys and they'd come out and do backflips they had like they had uh 
They didn't have cheerleaders, hot. they had dancers. Yeah, and they had hot chicks playing the guitar for the national anthem, but they try and play it like Jimi Hendrix, and then yeah. she forgot oh. forgot how to play it. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. Just yeah. All kisses in attendance too. Yeah. They had the fucking head coach out on the field, like helping them set up like equipment before the season opener. Yeah, just because they were so short on, on time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had they had to push the they had to push the doors because they weren't ready for the season opener. <laughs> the season opener. Yeah. They weren't ready for. Oh, so I looked up like the LA Kiss is total. They did three seasons and they actually made the playoffs in the third season. And they had to have their playoff game in San Diego because the Honda Center was sold to the Ringling Brothers when they're supposed to have their game. And then they tried to do it the next day and it was sold to WWE. So like the only like carnival in town. Got booted by another two carnivals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude, they should do a Ringling Brothers arena football team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should we should put together a, an arena football team. No, no, we shouldn't. It just folded. It, nice. it clearly doesn't work. Steve, I just think they haven't done it right. I, I don't know. Why would anyone think this was a good idea? I think it probably was a decent. I think if you did it like, uh, uh, like they did, what was the other um, football league that they used to have? The XFL. Oh uh, no. Oh uh, the uh, the USFL. Oh, there was like a, that failed. <laughs> well, that was actually becoming really popular until Donald Trump ruined it. Oh, let's not get political here, Andy. Oh, no, no. It, haven't you seen the 30 for 30 on it, on the USFL? Like, what Andy? they did is basically they, they dropped a shit ton of money on guys coming out of college. Andy, it was a beautiful league. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it was the best, most competitive league you've ever seen. Everybody's saying it. People are saying it. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and like, they because they actually got um, Steve Young, I think, to play in it. Doug Flutie, some, yeah, and Doug Flutie, and like some other big name talent. And Jim uh, Kelly. Yes, yeah, that's what. Yeah, because the the big games were always Jim Kelly and Steve Young, and um, and so it was actually like starting to to gain some momentum, and then I think Trump bought a team, and then used his influence to because what they would do is they would they were like a spring league, so they would play opposite when the NFL was on. So they never competed directly with the NFL that way, except for players. Um, and so, but then Trump bought a team and used his influence to, to uh, force the, the rest of the league to go along with him, where they tried to play at the same time as the NFL and they just got fucking wiped out. But up until then, it was actually like gaining ground and it was, it was becoming like an actual, an actual league and, I'm bummed the XFL restart didn't get going or kind of had to get folded, right? With all the COVID stuff going on. Yeah. Those DC games are electric. Did you go to any? It's a novelty, dude. I heard they're pretty fun. And they had that beer snake going on, which also looked awesome. But that only gets you so far, you know? 
I mean, they're I playing in like the soccer stadium, the new soccer stadium there. So it was like a better, you know, stadium for the product. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, think about it though, right? You still have all the same issues of, as the NFL, right? You still have the the brain damage thing, and you're and no one's making any money, so it's not gonna. It would. Ne- it was never gonna work. I don't know. It's never gonna work, dude. People don't want. They, they'll go to if something's new but it's never going to stick around unless you have the best players. Right. That's why the MLS like isn't, is still like nothing compared to, you know, the premier league or something. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Where it's like people go to those games. Yeah. Because themselves because they're not paying anybody actual money. Right. And, and, or like women's sports. (laughs) Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> no one will ever take them serious because they're bad. You're saying you'd rather watch uh, a U.S. men's national team game over a women's national team game? Yes, I would not. Well, that's because you're a gay. Boy. I'd rather watch success. I'm with Andy. I think that may be the only. Um, but one that I can come up with where I'd rather watch the women's version. But it, it doesn't appeal to you at all about like, it, to me, that seems like you're just like riding a coattail of like bandwagon fan, you know? Okay, success is success. Okay, what about like uh, the women's national basketball team? Are they successful? Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, they're probably the best in the world, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, definitely, dude. We're the best at basketball, without a doubt. Without a doubt, men and women's. Wait, I had this debate the other day. Actually, it wasn't a debate. It was more of a rant. Why do we play international rules basketball? We invented the fucking game. <sighs> Same with hockey. Well, hockey, maybe I can say it since it started in Canada, yeah. but still. Why the hell are we playing international rules? To give other people a chance. No, fuck that. Oh, well, we still dunk on their asses. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? So it, just because you're the best in the league doesn't mean that I want to watch. Like women's soccer, to me, I think is pretty good because it's fairly competitive. The U.S. are the best. And like visually the drop-off between men and women's soccer isn't that much. Right. But like you watch basketball and it's like yeah, I'm not watching the WNBA. Whoa, this is a completely different sport, you know? So it's like a, yeah. to me, and it's the same thing, right? You watch arena football and the product is just or XFL, it's not even close to the NFL. I disagree. I think it's as close. I, I think XFL is as close to the NFL as women's soccer is to men's soccer. Using your analogy. I think it's so, close enough if, But then the, the argument is like, okay, so say there's a Patriots that suck and there's like the best team in the XFL. You're going to go to an XFL game over a Pats game? If it's my team, yeah. Why not? That's wild. Steve, thoughts? Like, if there was a New Hampshire XFL team, you're goddamn right I'd go to that. If I mean, I would rather watch the DC XFL team than the Washington Redskins. <laughs> That's because they're better. That's because they're actually better. Wasn't that what you were saying, Greg? 
Well, that's like that's different though. That's uh that's but not even the like environment a, at a the, the environment at a DC game, uh, whatever the fuck they were called, would be better than the Redskins environment. The stadium sucks. It's in the middle of goddamn middle of nowhere in Maryland. Half of it is tarped off. It's half unsold. Where DC, like, it's a smaller stadium. They play where the DC United play, so it's That's full. Saying, Greg, if there was, if they got the beer snake, Raleigh. which is like their thing, you know. I'd still go to a. I'd still go to an NFL game. You know, if there was a game in Raleigh right down the street from you. I go. I go. If I had to go to DC, or a Redskins game, or whatever the hell the XFL team was called, I'd go to a Redskins game. No. They're, I don't prof- think, I don't think I they're the best of the best. Yeah, but you're giving Dan Snyder your money too. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Dan Snyder. I don't and want to perpetrate that douche. It was $8. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Pay more in gas to get here. I think I actually weren't um, weren't XFL tickets more expensive at one point than Redskins tickets. Yes. Yeah, they were giving away Redskins tickets last year. It was ridiculous. Which is hysterical. But, I mean, I think I think it there is space for another football team. Because I mean, college uh, football that 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 level of talent isn't as good as the NFL, but people watch that, right? I think it's well, just uh, arguably it is. I think it's yeah. just raw. It's just it's not. I mean, it's a bit more. It's more dis, distributed, distributed, distributed. But <laughs> they're all the players that end up in the NFL, right? So the, these guys clearly have talent. They're just like raw talents. We'll see what happens with the uh, college basketball now that they can go right to the G League and get paid. Oh, uh, yeah. College basketball's done for. Don't say that. You don't say that. Speaking of talent, the best player on the you know LA what? No, Kids. No, no. no, I, I think we, we, we need to talk about the star of this show. We haven't done it yet. We've Wait, let me guess. Star of the show. Oh, you got a guess, Steve? I mean, I was going to go down the Bo Bell rabbit hole, but I guess. I mean, Coach Howe's. That's exactly who it is. We got to end on Coach Howe. That's what I'm saying. Let's talk about Bo Bell. We're an hour hour and a half in, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about Captain Morgan first. (laughs) Guy's a talent. How did he never make the NFL? He could catch. I think he, uh, he caught a couple passes. In the, in the NFL? NFL? Mm-hmm. What was his name? Somebody, somebody stat check this. We got stat check out. I did. I stat checked that he got like four four passes maybe. Who did he play for? The Bills or the Eagles? Uh, no, well, they were – because at the beginning they had that defensive back who – Donovan. Was going to make the uh, the Eagles, but then he missed the, the bus to the last preseason game, and they basically told him, yeah, that was your chance. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. Four for 42. You're already on the team, Greg. Yeah, I did that. I literally did that. I know. We've talked about it. <laughs> you just missed, but your coach didn't even notice until you called him. Captain Morgan yeah. played for the Jets, the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Bills on training yeah. camp only in the Bills. Yeah. Uh, he caught three. He played three games with the Texans in 2005, caught four passes, 42 yards. Did he ever catch a touchdown pass in the NFL? No. I'm surprised at that. But he's not the he's not the best player of the NFL resume on there. Who is? Bull Bell was the drafted by the Browns 
fourth round, 104 overall. Wow. He was their first draft pick that year. They must have traded away all of their first, second, and third round picks. That doesn't sound like the Browns. Classic, classic Browns. <laughs> it kind of sucks that he like he got a knee injury in the senior bowl. And then he got his knee scoped his rookie year and then got placed on IR in December and then didn't make the camp the next year. Damn. And it's that just kind of goes to show, like, dude, he was sick in college. The Mountain West Conference defensive MVP. Drafted in the fourth round and then just like a poorly timed injury. Push him to the fourth round. I said he might have even been a first rounder. And they never like recovered in the first year and then see you later. But he played 2010 to 2017 in the Arena Bowl or in the Arena League. He sure did. For a lot of teams. <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like he, his brother was a little too upbeat for me. <laughs> yeah. I knew he would be. <laughs> I, you know, it's yeah. like, come on, dude. Hey, he don't be happy. He didn't have that competitive edge. Yeah, needed nope. a killer edge. Yeah, he was just happy to be there. All right, so now do we get to the start of the show? Hoss. <laughs> Big Hoss. Coach. House, Walt Houseman. He's a legend. He is. So he's uh, he's actually born in Marshall, Missouri, which is weird because he all talks about his uh, his time in New Hampshire, and he says he's from New Hampshire. So he must have like grown up there. But he went to Merrimack High School, Merrimack, New Hampshire, same high school that my wife graduated from. Go Red Hawks, I think they are. Let's go. Let's go Red Hawks. <laughs> I don't actually know. They are not the Red Hawks. It's something like that. Come on. How do we not know this? Well, yeah, I must have played them in high school. That's what I mean. Yeah. Must have, right? Tomahawks. Ooh. Tomahawks. Oh, that's close. Yeah, Problematic. The T words. censored there. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. So. Coach House uh, actually played football. Where did he play as? What does he say? Do we know? Oh, American football offensive tackle. Played one season with the Saints in the NFL uh, back in 1987. And played in the AFL as well. Probably as an offensive lineman, I would think. But in this, he was the assistant coach. And he was... I think the most interesting person by a long shot in this whole series. I kept wishing for more Coach House. The fact that they didn't have more Coach House is uh, criminal, I think. Goddamn yeah. shame. Like he should have his own show, I think. Whatever mm. the fuck he's doing now. I don't know what he's doing now, but whatever it is, somebody should be fucking filming it. That's true. If you're looking to generate storylines, that was the guy, right? Yeah. Yep. Like the first time you saw him, he was introducing himself to the team or something and talking about how uh, this was this, this first season of coaching that he hadn't been with his cat. Yeah. He's like, what's up, you bunch of slap dicks? <laughs> 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 I 
First of all, this is the only year I haven't been with my cat. It's pissing me <laughs> off. Like it's like, dude. Hampshire. Yeah, it's like, dude, this guy's electric. <laughs> there is there is one where he like he said like a replacement for a swear word and then went back and corrected himself with the swear <laughs> word. <laughs> he was he was by far the most bleeped person in this whole thing. But you can yeah. still understand exactly what he was talking about. But he definitely, uh, at least in this, I thought he looked like he should be in like a 90s, late 90s, early 2000s rock band. Like if you told me he was a member of Hoobastank, I would have thought, yeah, I could see that. Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Right? I, don't, I don't know why Hoobastank. Yeah, what? He seems like he's too big for that. He's a big boy. Also, I mean, he's like a meaty version of like the lead singer of one of those bands, like a Hoobastank type of band. Why? Because of the goatee? That and just like the the bleach blonde hair and just the you had that time. You know you could you could have been in Hoobastank, Andy. I'm not blonde enough, or or musically talented enough. But thanks, Greg. You're welcome. Just gave me an excuse to say the word Hoobastank. (laughs) (laughs) But so, how how many quotes did you write down from from Coach Hans? Because he was easily the most quotable guy. I didn't take any notes at all. Me either. There's one quote that really stuck out in my mind that I thought was so fucking funny. I'm curious if it's the same one that that I came up with. It probably is. When he was freaking out. Uh, On the the intercept return for a touchdown? Well, he's in the... No, he's in the locker room. What about playing cover zero? No, when he was like, you got to go out there and you got to fuck him up. He's like, just... Put your dicks in them. (laughs) (laughs) That maybe is go-to because I think it was the first game where, uh, like, right at the end of the game, they returned an interception that I think set up the winning field goal. And uh, at the beginning of the play, it was like a deep ball. And he's like, I don't love this at all. Yes, I love it. (laughs) And then he's running it back, and they come back. He's like, stick it in their asshole. That was it. (laughs) Stick it in their asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just him being excited for a play that's happening in front of him. Yeah, man. (laughs) But then at halftime of that, I think it was the same game. Or maybe it was a different game. But uh, he's talking about, like, I fucking love you guys. But half of all love ends in divorce. So get the fuck out there. (laughs) See, he wasn't like freaking out every game. He was freaking out just enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like losing his shit when he broke But they're they're like quotable too. So it was like, all right, that's just who houses, you know? Yeah. Oh, when he smashed that that whiteboard up, that was like AMCs. They must have used that in all their commercials and everything. Yeah. Bunch of fucking slap um, dicks. <laughs> where they uh, kiss was going to be on ESPN, so they brought House in to explain football to him, <laughs> and he's like literally just immediately in the weeds, like trying to explain to them what like Cover Zero was and everything, <laughs> <laughs> like a single high safety. Then he gave them their uh, their playbooks. He's like, if you lose these, you get fined. <laughs> like fucking hell. He's a football. And they're guy. like. And then one of the one of the kiss guys was like, so um how many heart attacks have you had? <laughs> he was like, None, I'm 50 years old, I'm hyper. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, did you watch the last episode, Andy? 
I watched the first half of it. I didn't get to finish before we before we did this. Did you see his like? I did. Bit? So this is this yeah. is kind of how I wanted to end this whole episode. Yeah, because this is what makes him <clears throat> actually legit. Like yeah. all the other shit was just like funny, and he's like yeah. football guy. But this this was actually like him being a quality dude. Yeah. Walk me through it. So they're they end the season going what three and fifteen or something like that. Yep. And they like the second to last game they lose to like a team that was even worse than them. Yeah. Brett, if they won that game, they would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Like every team except one makes the playoffs, I guess, from the sounds of it. Yeah. Handlebar Brett is on a war path. Like him and Skyler call in each of the three coaches individually into his but, office. Well, they're, they're, yeah, their goal is to fire Scott, the player personnel guy. Right. So they first they bring in the head coach and they're like – uh your whole staff blows. You guys are terrible. We're going to, yeah. we're just going to fire uh, Scott. Scott. <laughs> it's like, we're, no, no, it's, we're thinking about firing Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning towards it. Which made no sense. <laughs> yeah. And coach Bob's like, no. Yeah. Don't, he's like, no, I've been with these guys forever. Yeah. That's coach a Bob's terrible like, I idea. take all responsibility. It's my fault. Yeah. Fire me. If you're going to fire anybody, fire me. And they're like, yeah. no, I don't want to fire Scott. <laughs> and then they brought in Scott, and they're like, I'm thinking about firing you. And Scott was just like, all right. <laughs> no, Scott, it was great. No, Scott was like, um, yeah, all right. Um, I disagree, but um, if you're going to do it, you got to do it today. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell us when to fire you. He's, he's like, I, yeah, I can. <laughs> like, if you don't want to be here, just fucking like, don't leave me hanging for two weeks like just fucking do it yeah just and they wouldn't they couldn't do it i thought that was great was and then and then they brought in coach oh. house by himself and they were like they started out and they're like you're we have talked to people in the league and you're the best defensive coordinator in you're the best arena football league yeah we want we want to keep you on board and he was like oh wow he's you could tell he's like i didn't see this conversation going this way yeah. and then they were like but we're gonna fire scott and he yeah. was just like no he's yeah. like if scott goes i go <laughs> he starts like tearing up and he was like i've seen that kid grow from you know a kid that didn't always ask from his elbow yeah. to yeah, be in the best word, just sat in the corner did whatever he fucking told him to do <laughs> he's like if scott goes i'm leaving too yeah, and I it was that. Just... if you fire scott i will not come back and like <laughs> he's saying this through tears like tears are pouring out of his his eyes oh it was amazing gave me goosebumps yeah he's just a legend you know like coach bob and coach house those are the guys you want to have coaching you because they they both just like immediately went to bat for for their guys you know yep 100 for their players all the time as much as they could Yep, and they did it for each other. Like they, they knew that it's it's one of them or all of them, you know. Well, even after like when they were sitting in the restaurant and uh, Scott had like his fifteenth massive lip in, <laughs> he was like, "Well, at least this year, like none of us turned on each other. But, like we were, we all had each other's back the whole time." Yeah. 
They probably and even like the, the coach that they kept on, he's like, well, like I can't quit because then I can't get hired, rehired for another year and I won't get any severance. So he was like a lame duck coach just sitting there. Yeah. Wait, so how did it end? Did they, did they, they brought in, they brought in Bob and Scott and they're like, yeah, coach house is fishing in Nova Scotia. So he can't be here. <laughs> what? And then they, yeah. Then they fired Scott and, and coach Bob was like, no, fire me. It's my fault. Fire me. And like, oh. no, we're going to fire Scott. You have to stay. Yeah. So then they interview him afterwards. He's like, yeah, I can't leave because then I wouldn't get, I can't, I guess he couldn't get rehired for another year. Oh my God. And he wouldn't get any severance. (laughs) But then I guess Kiss stepped in and fired those two fucks. (laughs) Yeah. They looked so bad in that whole process. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're trying to scapegoat someone for like yeah. you're an expansion team like free wins is pretty good that's just how this works hey. <laughs> yeah and if you want to fire someone you're gonna fire the, the player personnel guy like what the fuck yeah dude? clean house hey. and coaching staff yeah, yeah. especially when like the, or the personnel guy was the one that got overran by uh douchey in the first place yeah yeah they said they had 90 something transactions it's on just a twenty-five man roster. It's just horrendous management. Like you have two options, right? Get rid of everyone, start clean, and then you're like showing that you're doing something. Or like back the group and be like, "All right, I still trust you guys. We're going to go into next year with all of you guys intact, and I believe in you." Instead, he like divides the team, makes everyone angry, increases tension, and has like half a fucking coaching staff. Like what? How is that your solution? <laughs> like, it's just, like you could even frame it differently. Like, dude, we can't afford a personnel guy. Yeah, yeah. To just like point fingers and blame someone you know they're like best friends with, and then fire that guy and be like, "All right, so you're good for next year, right?" It's like it's just <laughs> ludicrous to think that would work. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know how these people get money. It's just baffling. <laughs> You're just good at one thing, and that's making money, and that's it. Yeah. How I don't know. I'm 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 pretty sure that dude lost a fuck ton of money in this. I venture. hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So do I. Uh, yeah, there's not much on him on the internet, just in general, like after the Kiss era. They're <laughs> like, we're gonna really spend fifty grand a game in entertainment. Yeah. So they had ten thousand people coming to each game. I know that I know that they I know that for a fact that at a minimum ten k. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't know the math works. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Because I mean, how expensive are those tickets? Probably not that expensive. I think when we got our tickets, they were ten bucks a seat. <laughs> not great. Uh, and then then you consider like actually paying for the arena to rent the arena yep yeah that's true they must have been hemorrhaging money oh, being God. generous and saying they got fifteen thousand people there they're spending three plus bucks on just entertainment of their ticket price Ugh. that's not including any of the overhead any paying the players anything else right. just on exactly. entertainment above the football game 
Uh, and if you're charging 300 bucks a ticket, sure. That's 1%. That's LA, baby. It's a tough town. Yep. And LA only likes winners, and they didn't get one on this team. Again, like Greg said, their expectations were totally misset. Like, you have to come, you'd have to come into this and be like, all right, I got some deep pockets. We can establish a franchise, suck for a couple of years, then get good with the right system and enough yeah. patience. But they started losing that losing streak a couple games in. They're just freaking out. All right, let's call a quarterback out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> we need to win now. They said yeah. that sometimes. We need to win now. Yeah, but, your business plan needs to be we come in with the expectation of losing more games than we win in the first yeah. year. And we can survive. Yeah, we can survive because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. Then we turn a profit in year five. I would love to see their business plan for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bet it was drawn in crayon. Did you hear how it started? Kiss played the Arena Football Championship game, I think the year before. And at that game, they played the halftime show. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, Dushi pitched him, I think, at the show. Yeah, because he was, um, I don't think he was a co-owner, but he, he had something to do with one of these. I think he was an exec or something on one of the teams, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, which, and that, that team would eventually go on to sue him for embezzling money off of them. No way. <laughs> Whoa. Ticket scalping thing, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I'll post that link, too. Although I, I I could probably sell Kiss on the Kiss carpet, Kiss catheter, because I'm pretty sure shot, right? they don't give a shit at all. They're like, oh yeah, you want to brand something? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like the regular catheter or the Kiss catheter? Yeah. <laughs> See, that That'd makes an extra fifteen thousand dollars, sir. <laughs> it is like the Trump way. thing, right? Where you, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the finances were here, but I don't know if they like were that invested financially. I don't think so. I think they're just they're like a branding tool, right? Or maybe just like licensing their name or something, right? Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing oh, yeah, Trump sure. did with his hotels, where right. they would pay Trump to use the name, but yeah. he's not financing the whole building or construction or anything like that. Yeah, it felt so it's just like, like that. yeah, it's like a purely marketing branding thing. Yeah, so yeah. Brett's the one that had all the money into it from the yeah. sound of it. <laughs> it sound like that. Yeah, this is this is what I found from the uh, the Orange County Register. Ex-partner <laughs> sues LA Kiss executive. A federal lawsuit filed this week claims the managing partner of the LA Kiss Arena Football League team mismanaged and diverted funds from the Florida team he previously owned. The suit filed blah 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 contends that Brett Bushy committed fraud by profiting from tickets sold by scalpers to Orlando Predator games. And it said it also said didn't Bushy didn't disclose all of the Florida team's debts when selling his majority share last year. So basically, he would um, take like three thousand tickets per game, give them to this group of scalpers, and then they would all split the profits outside of like the actual like ticket sales stuff. That's probably how he got his money selling his stake in his team. Right, and then and then after the sale of the team, he delivered a balance sheet to whoever he sold it to, showing eighty-eight thousand dollars in liabilities. But that didn't disclose at least four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in outstanding loans and expenses. Whoops! 
My bad. Yeah, that's, that was that. Now that half melee. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Going off by three hundred something thousand dollars. No big deal. Bushi regularly received a split of Predator tickets sold by scalpers, draining funds from the team's coffers. The team would regularly print an extra 3,000 tickets to Orlando games, distributed to a broker who would then give the tickets to scalpers. Money generated from the street sales were split among, among the scalpers, the broker, and Bushi. Hmm. I can't, I can't, I hate Brett. I, I can't believe there's that much demand for the games. I guess it's probably is like walk up, like, yeah, I'll go to the game today. Right, exactly, yeah. But still, yeah, he's such a such a slimy like skis ball. So he's a weasel. Yeah, he's a weasel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely fits his look. Yeah, personality. So if you have some free time and you're looking for some some football that you've never seen before, and you have an Amazon Prime account or you want to watch it on wherever the fuck I found it, <laughs> what did I say? Tubly or something? Ubi. Tubi. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, tubytv.com. It's all on there for free. Snap face. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon Belichick's probably watch. watched this just for like scouting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I bet he scouted the. Uh, he heard the that PJ Bell was a raw talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. I think that we've done almost two hours on a TV show that nobody's ever watched. Not bad, gentlemen. It's better than the 10 hours that I spent watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? It's uh, equally as bad. We'll call it that. Yeah, I'm nice. sure Kelly will still cry when she listens to this. <laughs> I know, I Once know. you get to the point about where you slag on women's sports. <laughs> well, yeah. She's, she's heard that diatribe. A female yeah. soccer player. Yeah. <laughs> Just check the stats on our co-ed team. They speak for themselves. Yeah. So yeah. the, most of you played stats. soccer in college. Which one of you scored more goals? Uh, neither. <laughs> she didn't score goals. No. No. But Did the you... team that we played together on, Andy Real Midriff, uh, <laughs> Division C Tuesday nights co-ed soccer. Yeah. Your boys lighten it up. Division Wait. C. Might be better. Yeah. Than that. At least Division B. No comment. They keep stats. <laughs> no, I, I keep stats. <laughs> I keep st- <laughs> love it. I'd have more assists if the rest of them didn't fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get for playing co-ed, Greg? Do you want to call anybody out specifically here since we're we're doing this? Maybe they listen. Maybe they'll Kelly? step up their game. Hey, Kelly. Right. It's Just Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, she's got to use her left foot. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I was just talking about you. <laughs> On the podcast. She just came at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> now she's going to have to listen to the episode to find out what she said. Right. And she have to wait like two hours to hear it. <laughs> she have to wait like six months before you release this fucking thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen. This has been a pleasure. And hopefully this will be As a always. departure from from the, the regularly scheduled thing for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next week on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. See you later. See you. <laughs>